All right, there we go. We're up, we're running. It is Thursday, it is early, it is dark, but I'm wondering how it's gonna look next week. Because don't forget, this weekend we took, we go fall back, we gain an hour. Uh, but good morning, everyone. This is Carol So, aka Naughty Boss Live with two. This does. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. <laughs> um, yes, it is very dark. And no, I have not had my coffee yet. Can't wait to have it. Just saying. I love my coffee in the morning. And, you know, trending Thursday. And I, I just want a couple of things. Um, today is November 4th. So we want to say happy birthday to Poppy in heaven. Um, he's always with us. I actually have his sweater on. And in the left-hand pocket, I have a, he used to love his handkerchief. So I have a handkerchief in the left pocket and his comb in the right. So uh, Poppy's definitely always with us in our hearts and in our spirits. That's right. And he would be 95 today, which would have been a milestone. And I'm sure he's celebrating in heaven uh, with all his siblings and his mom and dad and mommy and just so many different people, friends that have, uh, you know, passed before him and sadly passed after him. So, you know, it's, it's a big day. It's a big celebration. We, he always talked about reaching to a hundred. And I remember it's funny as you age, you still have that relationship with your sibling. And I remember on his 90th birthday celebration, it was actually probably about, oh, maybe about five months, maybe four months before his sister passed, she uh, also attended along with our cousins and they would always chat. And I would love to hear the different perceptions from their different personalities on milestones. And when we talked about daddy really wanting to, to reach to hundred because both their, their mothers, uh, our, our nanny uh, lived to 103 he really wanted to reach that pivotal moment. And I, I could always remember Aunt Mary saying, what the heck do you want to live that long? I don't want to live that long. And it was funny how they kind of went back and forth about it. And I thought about that when sadly she passed really so soon after uh, dad's birthday. Um, you know, it's just, you know, one of those things, but they would always have this cute little, uh, she adored him, but that was one thing she kind of, was more firmer on him than he was. And I thought it was kind of cute and kind of funny. So I know they're having their birthday party in heaven, uh, just as we would be having today when we would be having a big celebration for him hitting that milestone. And we were blessed and happy that we at least had the 90th uh, with him to celebrate. So happy birthday in heaven. Uh, it is also the anniversary of JT and Chris. I understand they're away on vacay. So happy anniversary to you. Hope you guys are having a good time. Sounds like you're in a nice sunny place. Uh, maybe Jamaica. I don't know. Kind of looks like a Jamaica kind of place. Uh, so we wish you a happy anniversary. But it is trending Thursday. We always talk about what's trending. And literally, uh, I got a trending piece of information. I haven't actually looked into it, but Jan has looked into it. Um, you know, first of all, we, we want to congratulate uh, Virginia voters for being we the people and really, I would say, putting their mark, their stamp on, on history uh, because the Commonwealth of Virginia is a, a very liberal Democrat, high Democrat liberal 
state and they said no more. They had an amazing uh, candidate that was very personable, that was talking about we the people. Um, his opponent made fun of his clothing. His opponent made fun of his demeanor. His opponent made fun of quite a few things. Actually, the opponent obviously was the incumbent um, who took for granted um, and sadly did not uh, resonate with the voters, but not only did not resonate, didn't re resonate with a very important Democrat demographic of the voter, which is the parent, which is the grandparent, which is the stakeholder and the citizen that want to fight for the rights of children that have no voice within a school system. And when you come out and declare that parents have no rights with their child's education, that's a big no-no because parents and caregivers are their first teachers in that child's life. And you bet they want to say when they hand that child off, for the, especially for the first time, into a school district to uh, give their, you know, entrusting in, 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 in that school system, entrusting in, in the curriculum, trusting in the teachers. And, you know, I want to be just really clear about this because, you know, it's something that I'm very passionate about in the middle of a big fight in Massachusetts with is the fact that uh, this um, narrative of, of the parents, you know, really giving that pushback and being that mama bear and papa bear and lioness and lion um, has is really, for the most part, not against the teachers. There's only a very small amount of teachers, and I say small, like a smidget amount of teachers that believe in the ideology of CRT, CSE, and um, CRT, CS, uh, SEL, and uh, CSE, which is obviously critical race theory, comprehensive sex education, and emotional uh, social emotional learning because they're all intertwined uh, sel is actually the introduction into uh the cse and then moves on further to crt so they're all connected you cannot divide them you could rename them you could do whatever you want um i am not an expert in it but i've been working with experts in it for six months and i was appalled at what i was learning uh, the other key piece is a lot of parents just are not in tune. So I hope that Virginia race really showcase the importance of people that are involved in children's lives to be in tune. And I would tend to think if you bother to uh, Google some of the books that really are entering into the school system about the middle school age level, where they slowly go, they eat out away that SEL and really presents the next level of social emotional learning which is a theory, which is an ideology, which is part of CRT, is going into the piece of CSE, which is comprehensive sex education. Uh, most schools are noticing, and this is what's trendy, most schools are noticing that they've removed the word health. Uh, they they kind of keep the word health in the very young elementary ages, but when they get to that middle school age, they change it to the word sex education or comprehensive sex education. They may come up with a creative name, but they're removing the word health out of it because with the word health, it really gave the option for a parent to say, no, I, I don't want my child exposed to that. Or if it's extracurricular um, type of classroom setting, uh, we want to opt out. When they take the word health out of it, it really ties the hands uh, to a certain degree to the parent to opt out. Now, from what I understand in the school district that I'm battling in, is I understand now is that they, they for especially the social emotional learning with the younger age children, they're bringing in someone into the classroom just for about 15 minutes to talk about their feelings, 
Do you, you know, do you think you're really a boy? Do you think you're really a girl? And there's little, little indoctrinations of little things of how they do until they get the grades get older. And there are blatant, blatant uh, propaganda, uh, rape, uh, very sexual pornography content that are in the children's school libraries, as well as the public libraries. And, you know, the thought process behind that with, with Virginia was, you know, we're tired of it. They've been finding it probably a lot longer than uh, most school districts. They've been very vocal about it. And the bottom way, way is, you know, parents want two plus two equals four. You know, they want it. They want basic, um, you know, what the what you're supposed to be teaching that child, which is math, arithmetic, you know, uh, algebra, uh, all the way up, and then your sciences, your Englishes, uh, your history. And the point is that CRT, CSC uh, is curriculum and it's grooming. Those are grooming propagandas. And parents said, no, we don't want politics. And, then we, and take your politics and your grooming out of the schools, teach, do what you were hired to do. And sadly, a lot of the teachers' hands are tied. And so this is not uh, an outcry and or what's trending to go after the teacher because the, the amount of teachers that want this garbage in the school districts is very small. It is coming from administration, it's coming from school committees, it's coming from uh, an ideology, and it's more prevalent in liberal and or Democrat states. You don't see a lot of, you see maybe a small amount um, amount in public schools that are in red states, but blue states is pretty prevalent. And uh, that's what's trending is the, the lioness and the lion, the papa bear, the mama bear that are going after these uh, school committees and school districts and saying, look at administrations saying, look at, we are part, you know, you want to partner with us? We don't want this. And if you're not going to change it, we're going to change it. And that's what they did. Uh, this past election is they changed the governor because it trickles down from the head, right? You got that pyramid of, of local and state politics. And, you know, if, if the uh, person in charge of that state, meaning the governor, is condoning this, uh, he had partnered up with a very radical, unstable woman, in my opinion, who's in charge of the NEA, which is the National Education Association, Teachers Association, rather. And um, I watched her particular speech when she was campaigning for the incumbent and was not, was not impressed with her speaking skills, number one, but the message. And I believe that the parents said, nope, not happening here. And so kudos to them. So that's trending. But you saw something trending, which we were trying to wheel back, but because you actually saw it in real yes. message group. So I want you to, because you knew, you knew with these two elections. Right. Well, yeah, you just knew somewhere along the line that something was pop up. And I just want to make an editorial um, correction. Um, <laughs> Governor-elect of Virginia is now obviously Glenn Youngkin. Yes. His opponent was not the incumbent. He was a former governor. Oh, a former oh that's what it was. Yes, thank you for, 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 for telling me that. You're right. You're correct. Um, so I just wanted, you know, in case anybody was listening and and or viewing this, right. like, what? No. So we just want to make that editorial uh, correction. So the message that I saw, which was verified, obviously, by um, I'm not going to get into who said what or whatever, 
Well, I guess it doesn't matter because people can view it anyways. <laughs> Project Veritas um, was in New Jersey and somebody walked in on, I believe it was election day. I could be incorrect about that. So I just want to make that very clear and basically asked for a ballot. And the, the gist of the conversation between this person and the election official or the election worker was that, you know, he didn't have to show an ID. He said, he said that he was not an American citizen, that he was from Ireland and basically was given the ballot anyways. And the person said, well, you know, we'll ju I'll just let them figure it out. That was kind of the gist of it. And I'm saying it in a very um, condensed version. <laughs> um, if you want to see or view that video that I am talking about, um, please contact me and I will be happy to send you a copy of it. Um, you can send me a direct message, you can email me, or you can leave us a voice message on our website with your email address and let me know and I'll be happy to send it. But it was, I just kind of shook my head, like the founding principles of what America is about is being trampled on over and over again. And I've heard the far left, oh, I'm so sick of this, I'm so sick of that. Well, guess what? I'm sick of you and your crappy rhetoric. And by the way, which brings up a CNN <coughs> purported news person, because I don't believe this person has any journal integrity whatsoever. Joy Reid, you are an effing loser. You have no integrity. You have no journalism. I don't know where you went to school. Um, you are obviously not a smart person. Um, and I just had to get that off my chest. What did she do? You now you have to do tell because obviously I don't watch CNN. I did get the alert yesterday, which I was cracking up, where they finally uh, declared that uh, uh, Youngkin was the actual person that won the race. Where other networks, you know, released or declared him, called it the night before. But CNN seems to always be behind the eight ball. Because she was basically having a temper tantrum and it, it was, I didn't watch it on CNN. The, um, I believe it was Fox um, News that was showing clips of CNN and how all people like Joy Reid uh, were having temper tantrums and just, you know, going on and on about, uh, you know, race, it's racist, it's this, it's that, like, mm -hmm. like grow a backbone and you know what cnn i remember when cnn first many years ago came on board and we're like wow cable news network trashy report yeah. news don't purport your left ideal ideologies like i am so sick of it yeah, that is true they they and, and and frequently they get the story wrong or the declaration wrong or, uh, you know, their opinion, to me, it should, you know, it should be uh, cable opinion news, so C-O-N, because that's what it is. And opinion, I hate to break it to a lot of journalists, it's not facts. 
it just isn't. You, you know, fact is a fact and opinion is not. Opinion is an insertion in where people insert their propaganda, their ideology, their beliefs, what they think is the truth. But what you think is the truth in an opinion is actually not facts. That is true. And, and I've always, re always referred back to Walter Cronkite and mm -hmm. his story, um, unfortunately, when JFK was assassinated. And he said, one thing that he said, which always stuck with me whenever I watch different news organizations is, you know, I don't want to be first. I don't have to be first. I want to get it right. I want to report. He basically, he was telling how he wanted to report the news, not purport it or distort it, I should say. Um, and the integrity that just just those very simplistic words that he wants to be a person of his word and that's why you know it, it gets so frustrating you know, you want people of their word you want them to have integrity um, because if, if you don't have your word you have nothing so he really wanted to make sure that he was not uh, giving in and inserting his opinion that sometimes obviously especially in this day and age you know news news cycles everything is different from his days so it's kind of a natural because just of social media where we, you know, give our opinions all the time, you know, whatever your social platform is, uh, a lot of reports are facted, but a lot of it is opinion based. Um, so it's a kind of a natural aggression to sometimes that does occur. Uh, but the, the integrity of a journalism is really to not show your bias, to let who you're reporting to make the decision. Uh, either uh, incite them to look even further into a story or to look into the to uh, the origins of what is going on or to form an opinion. But it's not the journalist's job to insert his opinion to, in fact, impede or infiltrate your own thoughts of what is actually fact. And I think that's that's the line that's well in C. I think I'm going to actually call them that C.O.N.'s case. That is not the case. They, that integrity went out the window a long time. There, there's so many instances, and I really don't know why people even watch them anymore because it really is what, what it's, it's, to me, it's the soap opera version of news. Right, it is. And then, of course, you know, uh, the Cuomo schmuck is still on CNN. He's such a pompous ass. There, I said it. Yeah, he, well, he is. He, he's actually an embarrassment to Italians. I always say that all the time. You, Stunad. <laughs> are an embarrassment to Italians and our, our heritage. I, I just, he drives me cuckoo. Yeah, he does. But the, the bottom line is report the news. And the scary thing is obviously some people are watching CNN and actually believe the hatred and the lies that they're saying is the news. And I know some people who watch CNN and that's scary. Oh, we, we do too. And actually we're, and we're, we're filtering them out of our lives because it's, you know, what I always said is, you know, uh, every relationship has its purpose, its time. Um, and if, if, if you are in a relationship or, you know, whatever your relationships are and they don't serve where it's adding value to you, um, but that, that there's a real, real uh, ideology difference that you can sway on it's okay to take that pause button and say either we're, we're going to pause it until we kind of get through what is going on in our country 
or like there's no way we're ever going to come together, which is in, in some ways is very sad. You would think that people have this, the integrity and respect for each other to, to be respectful, but it's not even a question of being respectful. If I know someone that truly believes that the person occupying the White House has not done anything damaging in 10 months, I got a problem with that because I'm either thinking you're crazy or you've got the mask, you're wearing two masks, a mask over your face and a mask over your eyes to, call, to, to impede your vision. And in addition to, I believe, you know, in my opinion, not fact, my opinion, that um, they're one of the worst corrupt cabal families out there. Um, you know, w with Hunter, with everything that's gone on, you know, him falling asleep at a, at a, you know, on the world stage, to his missteps, to an obvious, uh, some sort of mental cognitive issue. And you don't think there's anything wrong with that? Or the fact that he's also pushing the CRT uh, and uh, initiative propaganda. I don't want that stuff for my grandchildren. So if I have, you know, some of my friends are also grandparents. And if they disagree with that, I've, I got a problem with that because to me, it's, it's basically you're saying it's okay to push on pornography, uh, gang rape, rape, uh, literature. And, and when I talk about literature, that's a stretch for these books because not only are they spewing garbage, uh, the grammar, uh, is horrific as far as the construction of what they're writing about. I've read some of it and I thought, who is your editor? <laughs> well, the other thing too, I just want to add about say 46 is the whispering. It's fucking annoying. I don't know if anybody heard that, but. Well, it, it, it it's odd. I, I've never, I've never, you know, other than a whisper of, you know, like a one-liner for, you know, kids, you know, doing that whole little, little secret thing, or, you know, you're trying to surprise somebody, so you don't want them to overhear you. I've never, ever in my entire life of 63 years young, I've never seen anyone insinuate whispering in speeches uh, continuously or news conference continuously, which whenever he decides to give one, um, even so much as when, you know, he has the preconditioned, pre-rehearsed questions that I believe he also had preconditioned and pre-reserved um, questions even on the world stage to try to help him not make him look so disheveled or uneducated or in tune to like where he is. When you have someone that says, what am I doing here? In the middle of, you know, a speech, you gotta scratch your head. So I can't, I can't, uh, th there's a line for me that, me personally, that I can't cross. And so if I elected to um, just, you know, kind of put those relationships to the side a little bit uh, because they're not adding value. They start to add stress to my life because I know they think that way. And I've had that conversation or they've inserted, you know, different statements. So I know they think that way and I can't, it adds too much stress to my life. And, you know, we all have, you know, what's everyone's under stress. I mean, you know, between what's going on, you know, with the economy and your, your local community, your state community, uh, as well as, uh, as the national government, the government as a whole big brother, um, it's add a lot of stress to people's lives. So 
that is something that we can control because there's a lot of stuff we can't control, but you can control who enters into your, 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 your space of, of goodness, your space of de-stressing de, de that you're trying to keep calm doing and navigating through these feelings. So it's okay to, you know, you, you don't have to remove them from your life, but you can even put them to the side and say, yeah, I'll get back to you. I'm just not sure that this relationship's really working out to where I feel good about it, where I leave better than when I first met them. So it's, it's that kind of a thing for me. Yeah, and the other thing that I wanted to mention um, and sidebar from our little bit of conversation here is on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, um, our cousins Ralph and Sal Valenti, um, prime time to be exact, in their band will be making their final appearance and my gosh, when I think back at all these years and all the different events that I've attended with our cousins in prime time, and of course, um, obviously a most memorable one was the evening of one of my birthdays where uh, Gary proposed to me and prime time was involved with that. Um, and we just, you know, years of white parties, black parties. Yeah, the, the different events, the birthdays, um, you know, singing happy birthday to other people that, you know, you get to recognize uh, when you go to different events that um, Celia, the official photographer, I just love her to pieces. We yes. call, I guess everybody calls her the official primetime photographer who's like uh, everybody's mom out there. Uh, Linda. Linda um, Friday, um, Paul Puglisi and I, the other Paul, and I don't know what his last name is, but um, you all have played such a major part in everyone's lives. And although it's almost very sad in a way, of course, um, life does go on. And I just wish them all nothing but um, good vibes, health, happiness. Yeah, yeah. We, we both wish you guys all so much uh, you add so much enjoyment to so many people. And, you know, when we say, you know, they come together and have their own talent and they merged it into this, you know, great success over 11 years uh, in the making, um, you know, playing in, you know, town concerts, uh, as well as all different avenues and, and private events. So they really impacted so many people. Uh, with their, their their flavor of music, which is a great, you know, uh, soulful, old school, new school, you know, I don't think there was one song that you couldn't say that, you know, you hear it on the radio now, and I don't necessarily think of the original artists, I think of primetime. Uh, so I will be wearing my primetime tank um, because I won't be up there and I'm bummed because I'm going to miss them by a few days. So you better uh, videotape. And uh, Ralphie and Sal, um, FYI, I hope to hear my favorite song that you always play um, by Neil Diamond. And I don't have to hum the tune or sing the tune. You know which song it is. And when you play that, uh, I, I'll, I'll know it. And hopefully you'll film it or go live or do something because I'm bummed that I'm going to miss it. So I want to hopefully it's being recorded and a bunch of people go live in it. I'm sure there's going to be uh, a lot of smiles, a lot of tears of joy, tears of happiness. Um, but you know, wow, what a, what a run! Eleven years. They congratulations to all of Prime Time and their families for supporting them on that journey. 
I know. I mean, you know, just think of all those Friday and Saturday nights where they were away from their families, their spouses. So, um, and I'm not sure if it was 2008 or 2009, because I moved back in 2009. And I think they were up and running maybe about a year then. I'm not sure. Yes, but I think so. I think it was something. So, well, it's 2021. So it's 2010. It sounds like they. Well, they were already playing in 2009. When I moved well, back, he said he, he announced 11 years. So we, yes, right. It's 2020. So you're right. It was probably 2009. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in any event, we're, yeah. you know, we're excited for you. And obviously, um, Ralph and Anne-Marie, their daughter is getting married next month. So lots of good stuff down the pipeline for all the band members. We're just really excited for them. Good health, happiness and go forward in life and you know, I, I know, I think Ralph and Sal will still be doing their, um, <laughs> excuse me, duo. The duo, yeah, they're, they're, oh. they're duo, which is amazing. So that you still have that, which that's good. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, when I'm up there that maybe they have a gig that, that upcoming weekend or something, which I would love to go to. So I'll have to, I'll have to message Ralphie to see that just so I can hug them and wish them congratulations and yeah uh, stuff so yeah so awesome stuff so on that note that's what's trending in our world what is trending in your world and by the way um <laughs> the next couple of weeks we have some amazing guests coming up we have a new guest next uh wednesday the 10th chris gordon um and on the next wednesday after that november 17th is the is Sandy, my friend Sandy Kern, who is now an international best-selling author. We're so excited for Sandy and her new cookbook, which isn't a your normal type of cookbook, just saying. So <laughs> very excited about that. And we have a great lineup for December. So lots of good things happening. Um, head on over to www.twosisters.online. Leave us a voice message. Uh, let us know if you have an upcoming event that you want us to give a shout out. We'd be happy to do that. And on that note, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. Gonna head down to Cumbies in a couple minutes. And I am with two. Sisters, so this is Kelsey, AKA Nani Boss, gonna get her pickleball on early this morning because I've got lots going on today. But we, we want you to not just kind of surf through the uh, internet and social media, what's trending. You be the trender, trendsetter, maybe with kindness, uh, gratitude, whatever it may be, and spread out some goodness into the world. That's always a trend setting that never, ever goes out of style. You guys have a great day. We will see you tomorrow for a fantabulous Friday. Have a good day, everyone. Bye, everyone.